I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive in season five of The, the Connor and Smith Show. How are you? I'm, I'm tired. Why's that? I just got home from uh, Into the Woods. We are 75% blocked in the show. Yeah. And we have rehearsal, we have a day off tomorrow. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, good. Um, we're going to get into the woods with our next guest, uh, who is Rob Ivanic, or as some know him in the music business, Rob Nicholas. Um, we are going to catch up with him, see what he is up to. He just had a baby. Congratulations. Congratulations. New daddy. Um, New daddy. We're going to talk about his music and his journey. We're going to take a quick break and then we will be right to back up. Hello. Hello, Rob. Can you hear me? Hello. Hey there. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you pretty well. Awesome. I am sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, what's up, brother? You know, just chilling. Uh, yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And our producer, Ryan Halbrook. Rogan down outside of California. <laughs> man, up, that's, man, that is old school. What's up, man? How you man? doing? I'm I'm well, man. It's really good to hear you got all your guys' voices. Was that, was that like your theme song? <laughs> well, Ron and I back in the day, we had we we kind of had like a, a small little band for a hot second. What was yeah, it, right. What, we were like five songs or something. What was the band's name? Uh, Rob Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much I think what it was. Rob Ryan. R R. Yeah, yeah. R squared. I think. Yeah, I miss you, dude. You too, man. You too. Rob, where are you right now? Uh, right now, I am in, I am in what, what what used to be like a an old little sitting room in our apartment. I guess in the old days it was probably like a reading room. So I've kind of converted this little room into like kind of a makeshift studio. I'm in our apartment in Jersey, beautiful Jersey City Heights, New Jersey. <laughs> the New Jersey. The New Jersey. You love it there. I I do. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I I was supposed to go to California 23 years ago and it, I don't I I got like derailed and I ended up just being I don't know. I just kind of got stuck here and You're happily not still stuck. in the same place, are you? Oh, no, no, no. But you oh. want to know something very funny and ironic is I'm literally right around the corner from where I first lived when I moved up here. No 20 shit. Year, 23 years ago. Yeah, I lived on Ferry Street and now I live a block, like just a block away, like literally a block away. I can see my old apartment from my my kitchen window. Here. Insane. It's super insane. My life has come full circle. It's it's kind of in, insanity. Rob, are you from New Jersey? No, I'm not. I'm I'm originally from um, Lansdale, Pennsylvania. And that is that is as just north of Philly and right. south of here. So. so that's kind of near like the Acela. Yes. Yes. The train, the fast train. The fast train, yeah. Oh, I was like the cella. Is that yeah. like the cellar? The cellar. No. But in Virginia? No. The cellar door. 
Let's get down in the cellar. So, There's a tornado coming. So we all met at the SU. That's right. So how did what was your journey from um, Pennsylvania to the SU? To the like, how did I come to to land on SU? Like, well, like was... you know, if if we if we were to make a movie right now, go back to the Rob that got some sort of bug. Uh, that said, I want to be an artist. How did that sort of transformation happen, or was it something you always knew? Oh wow, you want to go back? Well, um, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of always knew musically. Like I was always singing when I was a kid, um, so I kind of always knew that. Um, and uh, I was kind of like making up songs and stuff when I was a kid. But then, like I think in third grade was my first break. Was was in third grade? I our teacher was doing this like. Um, you know, uh, it was like uh, American folk tales, you know, so it was like it was called Tall Tales and Heroes. And it was like, I don't know, they, they needed someone to sing one of the one of the songs. And it was about Johnny Appleseed. And I had never really sang like in with the class or anything like that. I wasn't really doing that at the time. And the teacher just kind of like she was like, you could do it. And she just picked me. And then I did it. And I don't know, I kind of was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I think I want to stay with this. And then I started just doing the school plays and then. I don't know, but the, the real defining moment in my life came, I was kind of into theater a little bit, but the defining moment came was, um, I believe I was in early middle school, like sixth grade. And I went to the high school, our high school had like kind of like a, a renowned theater department in the area or whatever in, in Southeast PA. And we I saw a production of, of West Side Story that completely just blew me away. I had never seen anything like it. I hadn't even seen... You know, I had never even seen the original version. I didn't even know what I was getting into when I went to go see it. And I saw it in the audience and I just kind of was like, my jaw was on the floor the entire time because the sets were amazing at the high school that, you know, that we went to. They had a really good tech department and all that. And um, the, the amount of talent, like, was just, it just kind of blew my mind. And the show itself, like the lyrics and the music, I was like, it was like the most amazing thing I had ever seen. And I just kind of knew from that moment, I was like, I remember seeing that stage that night and I was like, I will be up there. I'm going to be up there. Like, I have to do this. This is what I want to do. So, and, yeah. and were you? I was. And, and then a few, a few years later, I was, I was up in the, on the main stage. We did, I did the Music Man there. I did Guys and Dolls there. I did Oklahoma there. Um, yeah, it was like, you know, I, I, I kind of like that. That's when, like, the, I guess the, the actual bug, like, totally bit me. Then I, like, I knew kind of like, when I saw West Side Story, I was like, I want to do this, too. Like, I need to do this. Um, and then little did I know that I would never be a dancer like that. So I was like, I'm like, well, that part's out, but, um, at least maybe I could sing a little bit and try to try to act a little bit. So, so how did you hear about SU? Like what brought you there? Um, you know, funny enough, I had a chorus teacher in junior high that had went there. Her name was Mrs. Riley and I hadn't even really considered it. I was actually looking at like Penn state, um, and I was looking at a bunch of Florida schools. I really wanted to go to like Florida State and um, another school I looked at was like Central Florida and then University of University of Florida or something. I wanted to go somewhere warm. For some reason, I had this like love affair with Florida back in the day. And uh, little did I know what it would turn into. Um, but, <laughs> I was going to uh, say, aren't you glad that didn't work out? Yeah, yeah. It, it worked out for the better. Um, Robbie Vanek that went to Florida. I wonder what that would have been like. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I probably wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Wait, wait, wait. That's the movie. That's the movie. There's three different paths and we get to see. <laughs> Rob would have turned into like Florida man. Uh, yeah. 
He goes to Penn State. He rewrites the Johnny Appleseed musical. <laughs> he, he goes to SU, moves to New Jersey, and keeps moving around the same block over and over. <laughs> Just like in circles. Yeah. Or he goes to Florida, takes bath salts, and eats somebody's face off. That's, it's so funny that you went there, Steve, because I was literally just, I was thinking, I was like, no, I would be like the guy that was like the bath salt guy, the zombie guy <laughs> on, the, on the highway. I was, I'm not even kidding you. I was totally thinking that. Like, so <laughs> I thought funny. it was Epstein. So, so Mrs. Riley. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. So Mrs. Riley, uh, she was my chorus teacher and uh, she was, you know, when I was in ninth grade, she was telling me schools that I should check out, you know, and she's like, well, there's this really good little school, like a conservatory that. I think would be really good for you. I went to um, down in Virginia. It's called Shenandoah. She's like, you should, you should put that on your list and check it out. So I kind of did. And uh, honestly, it was like, it was kind of like my last pick. Like I didn't necessarily want to go there. I really, like I was really into going either to Penn State or to a Florida school. I think but... it was everybody's last pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know necessarily why. I just like, you know, I came from a really big high school to begin with. So I was kind of like, I wanted a bigger population. I wanted to kind of be around like in a big school. And Shenandoah seemed kind of small to me a little bit. And um, I was just- And not only is it small, but it's in, it, the city is, is, is not exactly not like really a, a, city. a city. Right, yeah. So I wasn't really sure about like the whole Winchester thing. Um, but I have, you know, regardless, I put it on the list and- um, I don't know. I kind of went down. I did the audition. I, I ended up actually really liking the town. And um, it was basically down to, you know, Shenandoah and Florida State. And I didn't get into Florida State because I my my SAT scores were too low by 100 points. So they didn't let me in. So I don't know. Had I gotten my if my SAT scores were up, I may have ended up at Florida State. Um, and but voting thank, for Trump. Yeah. And thank God I, I didn't, though, <laughs> because I was I was much happier with the choice that I ended up making, which was Shenandoah. And we're all happy that you made that choice. Yes. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it was like great times. One of my, you know, best times of my life. Down, sheets. Down there and yeah. Sheets. sheets, Walmart chicken. Cargo. I mean, oh my Cargo. gosh. Sheets. Sheets, sheets definitely changed me. I, you know, we had Wawa, which was kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like sheets, but back then Wawa wasn't even necessarily open 24 hours, but have, when I found sheets, I was like, what is this? And this MTO made to order sandwiches. I was like, this life is changing. It was life changing. changing. Anything you possibly want, you could get there at any time of day. It was amazing. And 65 cent cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Was it Jack's, like, were like 99 yeah. cents or something? Yeah. Then? Um, yeah. So, yeah, there was, uh, you know, you probably haven't been to Winchester lately. Um, no. It is 100% different. Yeah. It's I'm sure. actually like, a city now um, with stuff to do where, you know, when we first got there, it was like, well, what do you want to do tonight? Let's go to the Walmart. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Walmart and play tag. Right. <laughs> that was it. Um, I lived on Walmart chicken. Oh, man. That's was that like, remember that was like five ninety nine a bag or something or no, that's that sounds like today prices. I don't know, Rob. Oh, it it might have been three ninety nine for like a 12 piece chicken at Walmart. That, that like sounds that. correct. I remember this. Uh, Ga gas like place down by the the, uh, the house that had fried chicken. Do you guys remember that place? No. Oh my god, I loved it. It was such such good chicken. What Bo's but, Belly Barn? Yeah, maybe that was it. Did they have it, gas down yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, and they had cheap forties. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, wait, so it was yeah, it was like gas station chicken. But, yeah, yeah Bo's yeah. Belly Barn. Yeah, 
That's how I got this this Bo's belly. <laughs> so where did you go after college, Rob? Um, I don't. I. I. I that's, that's that kind of got gets into a blur there. <laughs> <laughs> the last like you know, fifteen years after that, or twenty years, kind of got blurry. Um, but no, after that, I. I left school and I left a little early and I ended up going, I ended up getting a gig in the Poconos um, at the Shawnee Playhouse in Oklahoma, coincidentally, again, but this time I was playing, I, I got cast as Judd in Oklahoma, whereas when I, when I was in high school, I played Curly, so it was kind of cool to be on the other side of that. Um, and then after Shawnee, I did that for a summer. And then I ended up moving up to Jersey City, and I was, you know, beating the pavement, trying to do the the acting thing. And weren't you doing like a children's theater thing for a long time? I did, yeah. And I even to this day, um, still oh. doing it. Are um, you really same company and everything? Same company, push wow. players. The way that came about was, um, I when I moved up here in '99, I. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was already a company member of that company. And then she said, you need to come and meet the producer because, you know, maybe they can get you in a show if we look, if they're looking for actors. So I went and I met them at this gala thing that they had and um, they were very nice. And they asked me what I did. And I was like, Oh, I'm an actor. And like, Oh, that's great. Well, we don't really need any actors, um, but we actually need stage managers. Like, have you ever done that? And I was like, uh, you know, like, and, you know, my girlfriend at the time was like kicking me. She's like, just say yes, just say yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I've, yeah, I've done stage management in college. And they're like, oh, good, because we, we could use some. And then that was kind of was like the beginning of the end. And they they called me in and and uh, interviewed me to be a stage manager. And then they hired me. And then I was kind of a stage manager ever since there. For the last 20, well, shoot, let's see. This year would have been 20. This year was 23 years that I've been with them. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can't really count the last year and a half because we we didn't really have anything going on. Why is that? I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. I can't imagine why. I mean, I just. What's COVID? Yeah. COVID? Co-what? That's um, Ryan and I have this joke about, you know, saying stuff like that. Like, who who's Trump? Who's that? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What? Yeah. I, who, never I, heard of yeah. that person. That's so weird. Who is this guy? So when did you start? Uh, went along the way, I guess, in college or whatever. What made you pick up a guitar and start like writing songs? You, you know what's interesting is I, I kind of I always play piano a little bit, and I did I had written a few songs on piano, but I, for some reason I have a. I have a a little bit of an issue singing with the piano for some reason. I don't know why. Well, singing it and playing it, I mean, at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and I had played guitar a little bit in high school, but I never had one of my own. I just I learned like maybe a couple chords, but not not very many. Um, so I didn't really play it that much. But then when we got to college, I feel like almost everybody had a guitar. Like in the dorm rooms were very close. So there were a lot of people in my immediate surrounding dorm area that all played guitar and had guitars kind of open access kind of at all times. So, um, you know, and I would pick up like chords and stuff from, you know, the, like there, you know, there's obviously, you know, Shenandoah, there was all these music majors and stuff like that. And, you know, and so I would just pick up chords from other people that was already, that were already playing. And, you know, when we had a kind of an open door policy on, on some of our dorm rooms over there in Parker, where we could just like go into people's rooms sometimes, even though we didn't want people in there. <laughs> but, oh yeah, believe me, I know. Oh, yeah, I, one I, of those coming. Yeah, you know, 
we were all that yeah, we, yeah masters of tarot sky we would play a lot of uh jedi oh but uh, yeah um but yeah then like i would just go into like people's rooms and sometimes like play their guitars when they weren't there like just you know play the three chords that i knew just over and over again like super boring and like you know it's a good thing no one was there because they'd be like oh my god get him out of here <laughs> um but yeah that, i just started kind of like picking it up there and then from there i just kind of got totally hooked and then continued to to start writing after that and so, so you're still uh, performing. Um, you you have. Where do people find your music? Um, you can still like. I have an album out that I released. Now it seems it's a while back now, but like 2014, I think it was. I released an album called "I'm Dreaming." That's on all the platforms. Like you know, wherever you stream music or download music from, you can find it on there. You just search um, for Robbie Vanek. Uh, actually, I go by my stage name. It's Rob Nicholas. Um, Got it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Nicholas is actually my middle name. And I don't know. I just like when I first moved up to the city, I was playing gigs here and there. And I was, you know, I played a few gigs. And I, I played this one gig, one of my very early gigs at CBGB's when it was still CBGB's. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's going back. And um, I'm just I'm just thinking, too, I'm going back to this day because I just coincidentally actually ran into Mike Grubbs that day when I was there at that CBGB's. But um, another SU alumni. But so, yeah, so I'm there doing my. I'm about to do my song, and the and the guy like called me up. And this is not the first time that it happened in the city. They just they just kind of butchered my last name, and I was like, I'm not gonna use that anymore. So and it wasn't like Robbie Vanek was kind of not super catchy. So I just was like, I'm just doing Nicholas because people can't mispronounce Nicholas. It's Nicholas. So I just started playing by under that, you know, and then that's like what I've been using. Is there a Rob Evanak here tonight? <laughs> no, there's even no. Even Yeah, even itch, even I can't pronounce these people's names. Well, that totally yes. makes sense though, because then now you don't even have to worry that you're not that you're not. So you you can now brand yourself without it getting misconfused. Right. Do you still have your beard? Oh yeah. Still yeah. So when you beard. go gray, you can change it to Saint Nicholas. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I was like, you know. <laughs> That's kind of what I've been preparing for my whole life. Right? Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> or, or just Nicholas, the Christmas album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Um, I hear jingle bells you know, in your future. It, it's like songs for bad kids. Uh, yeah, I want to do like a whole like lounge version of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> um, just like Buble. Yeah, it, it yeah, sounds Buble. like butter, that voice. Exactly. Love it. That's what I want to do. So, all right. So, yeah, the, the COVID in the room. What happened? Take us back March 2020. What were you doing? How did you get through? Like, give us your pandemic play. The pandemic play. Okay, so I was with Pushkar players. We, You know, actually, the the day we, I, I, it was, it's, it's weird. It was almost like kind of like, you know, one of those like post-apocalyptic movies because I actually happened to be when I got the when we got the word that everything was shutting down in New Jersey I was literally I was at Fort Dix army base uh, so I was on an army base which was even kind of more like I'm a big like zombie dude and like into like like you know walking dead and and post-apocalyptic kind of stuff like I love all that stuff so here I am on this army base and we were performing for kids like we we go there and perform a couple times a year and and we were there and this was like maybe a week before this is like the this is literally like the weekend before like they came out and we're like we're shutting it all down and 
we did our shows and like, you know, some of the officials that were there were like kind of running around and like, you know, chattering and stuff like that. And our, our contact person, our liaison or whatever was talking to us. And they're saying, no, this is like, they're, they're like this, they're going to shut everything down. And we're like, what are you talking about? Shut everything down. Like they're like, they're, they're like, no, we're going to start, they're going to start closing state borders and stuff and like checking IDs for cars to go like from New Jersey to Pennsylvania and this and that. And I was like, that's great. No, I was like, that's not going to happen. Like that, like, what are you talking about? But these are like military officials. And so I'm like, maybe they do know what they're talking about. Like the military would probably get informed more first, you know, before everyone else. You need to hope so. Yeah. And so they're like, they're like, yeah, no, they're, they're going to make an announcement probably in, a, in the next couple of days. And they're going to like, they're going to start locking down the country. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah. So they're, they're like, we're really happy that we got this performance in because we don't know the next time we'll see you guys. And then like, and that was it. And then, you know, that was like Saturday, March. I don't even know what that was. It was like second saturday in march or whatever yeah and then that following week it was like everything started shutting down i was like holy macro yeah it was, they were not lying so but it, it was it was a very weird day because it was you know I, I it was like you could sense like this foreboding like ominous thing hovering in the air and it's like i don't know what's going on like this this is strange to be on an army base and have this you know kind of being told to us but uh mm-hmm. surreal it's super surreal and you know what's 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 even weird about it is that in january of that year we were actually we were on a small tour and we were doing shows we just like a little week tour and we were out in washington like exactly where it started like we were in um right outside of seattle um where were we at in uh not olympia uh, federal way washington doing a few shows there and I remember seeing the first reports of, you know, of coronavirus in Japan. And I was like, oh, great. It's another SARS or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, just thinking like it's another one of those things and, you know, whatever. And then, you know, cut to we get into the airport and I'm starting to see I'm already at that point. This is January, end of January, seeing people with masks on in the airport. And I was like, that's weird. I was like, you know, I don't. This is the first time I really had seen a lot of like random people starting to wear masks. And I was like, is it really that serious yet that we have to wear masks in the airport? I'm like, this thing's in Japan, you know? And, you know, sure enough, not a month later, everything's shutting down. It's like, it was wild. Just wild. And, wow. And so you immediately went to Costco and <laughs> stocked up, right? You got enough oh toilet paper, right? Dude, it's like, that, that time was like, you know, I just, I just like, I had like, you know, as, as everyone did all, all the emotions running through, through, through yourself and like every, like, you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm into these, like, you know, post apocalyptic things and like that and walking dead and doomsday prepping and all that. Like, I don't really do any of that myself, but like, I'm oh, you have it. a bunker. We know it. Yeah. 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 I don't really have a bunker per se. I mean, maybe, but if I did, I wouldn't tell anybody because I don't really <laughs> know about it. Uh, but yeah, like I'm like kind of all into that. And then like, you know, being slapped within the face with the reality of it actually happening, it was like, holy crap, what do we need to get? Like, I don't know, like lots of frozen stuff, just get frozen stuff. So we're getting frozen stuff from the grocery store. We're like <clears throat> trying to get, uh, you know, different medicines that we needed. Yeah. And the toilet paper and paper towel stuff up here was insane as it was everywhere. It was like, um, yeah, I don't know. There was just, there was so much confusion when it was all going down at first. It was like, what the, what the heck is going on? And so, like, the, you weren't able to play at bars because the bars closed down, right? No, yeah, I mean, we literally nothing. Like, they 
they i mean they shut us down pretty hard up here like there was no you couldn't like i mean the weird thing is that they did eventually like a couple months into it they started doing i don't know if they did it down in dc or whatever but they did the whole they started doing takeout liquor like so oh let, yeah they, yeah they let the they let all the restaurants and bars open up again so you could you know you could still get food and stuff and they're like oh yeah you can also get to go drinks as well and i was like sweet we're turning into like savannah over here right <laughs> do you want a roadie yeah 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 you want a roadie with that and i was like yeah totally yeah, we so, had exactly the same kind of things happen here. Um, I, I remember Matthew and I started like, it was exciting the first time I ordered liquor online, <laughs> went to the store, called a number and someone just like threw it in my trunk and off I drove. <laughs> nice. Like Bonnie and Clyde style. And that's not going away. That's no. just convenient. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say we started going to like the Aldi or whatever and just like, you know what, let's just get a little stuff and, and just store some stuff away in case. Because yeah. then every all the shelves started to go bare. Yep. And so you were like, well, shit. Um, I remember going to Safeway uh, late at night because that's when the, the trucks would stock. Uh-huh. And so I could get toilet paper. I l- looked like an asshole, you know, just like getting <laughs> yeah. three things of toilet paper. Because oh, you were the, the guy. One. It was at least a four-year asshole. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But but that was 2020. It was a long time ago. Uh, and, like, and we're still going through it. it feels like yeah, it's, go it's insane. Time. I don't I don't know about you guys. I, I remember like literally for like the first month and a half, almost two months, like I literally I woke up every day. I don't know why, but I was obsessed with like the John Hopkins COVID tracker thing. Yep. Yep. Like I I would watch that thing like every day. And I'm like, I don't know why. Cause it was just giving me more and more anxiety looking at it. I was like, Oh my God, the cases are skyrocketing. I'm like, it, it, it just keeps going up. It keeps going up. Yeah. It was like watching it all in real time unfold was very, we were like, know. we were like uh, wiping down food that we brought into the house. Yep. We put a mail thing outside. So we didn't have our mail pushed in the, the house but they left it outside like just crazy talk like you know yeah. so we poop in the shower like what do you do <laughs> i don't think that was disgusting I, yeah i that's extreme but yeah, i don't know what that would cause we, what, why would you would do that you wouldn't have to use tp that's <laughs> disgusting <laughs> no i think i saw that once in a film no no one wants to see that poop, film it wasn't like the a calming force either coming from the top grass you know we all inject yourself with bleach it was just like this this constant feeling of like what in the heck is going on we don't it's competent leaders yeah yeah it's like who's running this ship like right now can someone please steer us to safety anyone anyone just please step up and help us out yeah right i mean i tried the bleach thing in my veins it didn't work yeah but it looks great (laughs) i was gonna say that must have can imagine the side effects to that. They must have been yeah. Kind of he crazy. he looks like a like a cleaning. Yeah, like a cleanse. <laughs> now, um, Rob, did this affect any of your sort of? I'm gonna <clears throat> grab my guitar and write a song, and maybe it's a little bit of um, you know, not therapy necessarily, but did this affect your writing? Yeah, you know, it did. And honestly, like I, I don't. I, like for the first few months I was, I don't know, like I kind of like, I don't know. I think I like kind of closed off. I didn't really, I was playing guitar a lot and I would sing stuff, but I like, I wasn't really, I didn't really have any ideas coming, like nothing. I just kind of felt kind of totally empty as far as like, you know, 
inspiration wise, you know what I mean? Cause I was kind of, I think it's just too much anxiety, you know, and which is weird because I, when I first started writing songs, it really did kind of come more from like, almost like a therapeutic, you know, place. Like I was, when I first started writing, I was writing because I was like trying to get out feelings that I didn't know how to process, you know? Right. And um, so I find it kind of odd that when this kind of traumatic, I guess, if you will, ordeal that we were all going through, like I've, I felt kind of like just, what we call it like frozen like I didn't like I couldn't really write I didn't like have anything going on for a while um and then I mean almost like maybe six months later six six seven months later like just reflecting I had I had I kind of had finally like I I did have one tune that kind of came out of the pandemic that I wrote that was like directly I mean it you know it's it's kind of about the pandemic you know um so, but, but I mean, that was it. Like, I don't know. I just kind of ran dry and I, like, I wasn't, I, I kind of stagnated for a while, you know? Um, and what it, was the title of that song? Uh, the title is, it's called In Good Time. So it's not uh, pooping in the shower. It's not, No, it's not pooping in the shower, but I do actually, ha I did have a children's song called um, Pooping in the Shower. Oh, good. That I used to play for my old back, back here, uh, my old uh, neighbors when I lived in Hoboken because they, they had little ones. They loved, they loved any song that had poop in it. So I used to sing poop songs <laughs> all the time. Who doesn't love a good poop song? Yeah. You know? Um, so, but, so what, what's fast forward where we're here in this moment. Well, there was the like, everybody's <laughs> vaccinated. We're okay. Woo, let's get for together. Like right. Like yeah. for, for a couple weeks and then, Oh shit, we're all closed up again. Like, What's what's the picture? I mean, I know that the, I don't know about where you are, but I'm, I'm imagining, yeah, things are going down. Yeah, um, they are here too. So this seems like it might be this like repeating pattern of like around the holidays or whatever. There's little spikes. Hopefully they get less. Hopefully more people, you know, get their head out of their ass and get shots. Right. Um. But but what what is what is things looking like for you you're just kind of waiting out the spike and trying to see what's next i mean yeah i mean we uh like with our company so we so pushcart i've been with them you know like i said before like 23 years we we pretty much went dark you know when when the pandemic hit because we do most of our work and our shows are are in schools um or and if we're, if we're not in schools we're at performing arts centers where they're busing in children and obviously when there's a pandemic you know children are not being bussed anywhere you know what i mean like they're you know they're not getting bussed anywhere so um we'd had no shows in the schools and then when we we kind of reopened this fall and we were making a good go of it and uh we were in rehearsals for our our seasonal show which is a it's a it's like a uh like a little 15 minute show that has you know four stories four holiday stories in it you know there's a kwanzaa story there's a hanukkah story and a christmas story and uh, we had our, we had our rehearsals for that, so it looked like we were all getting ready to go. You know, this is right before this is like November, right before Thanksgiving. We're getting ready to go, and we had our rehearsals, and we had we had a, a bunch of shows booked, and we made it into I think the first week of shows uh, before we had to pull the plug on it because we had you know members of our cast get COVID, so we had to cancel shows and. We couldn't do those. And then there was issues with the schools, a couple of schools backed out and then they closed. And then, you know, then we were in the midst of a surge again. So then we kind of like 
we they we got kind of got shut down again. So we were we, I think we got maybe four or five five shows in before we got shut down again. <laughs> Are the so, bars open? Yeah, you know, um, the bars and the restaurants are all open up here. Now in Jersey, we don't have like New York city has the whole vax mandate. Like you have to show your proof of vaccination to get into any place in New York city. Whereas um, in, in Jersey and Hoboken and in Jersey city or whatever, you don't need a vax proof of vax to go to a place. Um, But they did bring back the whole um, if, uh, yeah, if you're walking through a restaurant or bar, you're supposed to wear your mask. You can take it off once you're sitting down and eating or, or, or whatever, um, but you can't just be walking with no mask. You know, Have throughout. you been doing any gigs? I I had, um, but I haven't done any in a while. Um, that's actually, once things kind of started opening up again, um, since Pushcart was kind of dead, I was making, you know, I had, I was playing a lot of gigs actually. And I was playing back in my hometown quite a bit. I was almost doing like, like a residency at one of the local um one of the local breweries down there because you know once places started open people wanted to they people wanted that sense of normalcy to come back so like all the bars and restaurants even up here now like almost every place is doing live music it's crazy it's like more so than ever before um it's a lot of like cover stuff you know it's it's mainly you know people doing covers like an, a person and their acoustic guitar doing all covers you know <clears throat> So that there's a lot of that. Almost every single restaurant, every single bar, like like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's always live music going on, which is not a bad thing for sure. Um, but yeah, as if it wasn't for that, you know, that was kind of keeping me afloat, you know, the past year and a half or so. So and had, what is what is Pushcart's plan like moving forward? They're still just waiting to kind of see. Yeah, I mean, we're still it is still kind of a wait and see. Like we're we do have some gigs on the books um, for the spring and stuff. And I actually just got back uh, last week. I was on tour. We were, we were in um, Fredonia, New York, which is up by Lake Erie. And we were at one of the SUNY schools up there, which was great. We did our little production of stone soup and other stories. And uh, we, we didn't have like huge audiences, but we had, we did four shows for local uh, schools out there and I, I think we did there's maybe all told maybe like 400 450 kids came between the two days so not too bad actually yeah um which you know it was like really that that was the most uh, the biggest audience that we've had in you know <clears throat> almost two years so it was just it, it was it was kind of bittersweet to like hear hear kids laughter again you know and this stone soup is like, is for, you know, definitely elementary age and younger. And I think the audiences that we had were, I think we had first and second grade. So these kids, obviously none of these, some of these kids, these kids have never even seen a live show probably in their lives. So it was kind of cool to like, you know, they're really great kids and they were, you know, all laughing and, you know, I, I you know, they, they were, they've grown up on zoom, I guess, you know, or I don't even know how you do it in first grade in kindergarten. I don't know how that was really working. But um, Rob, if if people are listening to this and they've got a little extra money um, and they love you and love (laughs) this work or love us and just are are thinking about, you know, giving and helping, where can they can they find Pushcart somewhere to actually make a donation? Yeah, actually, Pushcart is a nonprofit theater company. We're a professional theater company. We've been in we're a member of Actors Equity. Um, We've 
been in the union for over 40 years, 45 years, I think. Yeah, 45. Yeah, over 45 years. Um, and if you were if you were so inclined, you could just go to the website, which is www.pushcartplayers.org. And uh, there's right on the on the website, there's actual um, places where you can donate if you'd like or just find out information about, you know, what we're up to and what we've got planned for 2022 and all that. And, and is I'm Dreaming uh, free or people that pay for it? Oh, uh, my album? Yeah. It's uh, Well, if you have Spotify, um, I don't know where you guys are on Spotify or with Spotify these days because I know people are, are starting to boycott and leave Spotify. But um, it's on Spotify. You could listen to it for free on there. Um, or I want could, to pay for it. Oh, if you want to pay for it, you can get it from iTunes um, or Amazon Music or anywhere that you would download. God, and that gets you like a penny, right? Yeah, I don't even I don't even know if it's an actual cent. It's like three quarters, three quarters of a cent. Yeah, it's cryptocurrency. Yeah, really. Yeah, maybe 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 they'll start paying us in like uh, NFTs or something now. Or like so. gift cards. Give me a gift card. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um. So I think the last you released that album, or we're about to. The last time we saw you, I believe, was 2014 here. Was that, was that, was that, yeah, that sounds about right. I, yeah, had I, I, had I put it out yet? I don't know. You still had your beard. Wasn't there a bet with your beard? <laughs> there, pro I mean, it's been so long now. I mean, I, I don't even remember. There was a bet. There was, uh, there's a, a buddy in California that had bet. We had made a bet with about growing beards or something. And I can't remember how it worked. One of my other buddies, Matt, would would know the answer to that. <laughs> but I originally, I, the reason I kind of started growing was because when I was making this out, making that album, I, uh, but the guy that was helping me make it, um, Julian Peterson, really great, um, super talented musician and producer and and all that. He was helping me make it, and um, we were going into the mixing stage and and editing and stuff like that. Everything was already tracked. And he got cast in, um, what is it, the Green Day musical, the American Idiot? That, yeah. He got cast in the touring company of American Idiot to play guitar for them. And so he, he came back and he's like, dude, I got good news and I got bad news. And I was like, well, what's the good news? He's like, I'm going to go on tour with Green Day, you know, the musical. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I was like, what's the bad news? He's like, I'm going on tour with Green Day, the musical, so I'm not going to be able to do like, you know. So basically my album got shelved kind of for like a year because he was, we, I mean, we, we did some stuff, but we had to do it from the road. You know what I mean? Like he was working on his laptop a little bit here and there mm -hmm. with, with the tracks, but um, it had kind of gotten shelved for a while, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly where I, I just lost my place there. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you a follow-up then. Any, any plans to think of a, a follow-up album? Yeah, I, I've been wanting to do one for a while and I was hoping like through the pandemic, I would get it all organized and, and um, squared away and try to save up a little bit of money so that I could do it. And so I kind of like saved up a little bit of a nest egg to do it. But now I, I like, I've been kind of floundering as far as like what studio I wanted to go to, um, to get to record it at. And, uh, I had I kind of settled one one uh, one of my good buddies who was also has played drums in my band before. He's got a studio right in Hoboken, 
and I was going to talk to him. You know, as soon as the new year came, I was like, that's what was on my to-do list for new year's. I was like, this, we're going to get this album done, try to do like a follow-up EP in, you know, January, February, March. And it turns out like right after Christmas, they, the studio that they were in the building in Hoboken that they were in, it, it caught fire. Like there was a huge fire in this building. And like, there was over 50 like artists and tenants in there that have all been displaced because of this fire, this explosion that went on. Two people were killed in this thing. And um, so their, their studio is now kind of defunct and in between, which was kind of like, that was the place that I was kind of banking on to go to. So I'm kind of delayed again a little bit on it. Um, but yeah, long story short, yeah, I do. there is plans for another one. I'm just not sure when it's coming, you know? Well, I mean, gosh, the, the place you're playing on recording it in exploded. I, I guess that's a sign. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, maybe I, maybe this is not for me. Maybe I should try something else. I don't know. No, it's definitely a sign you just need to try another studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it, I mean, luckily, these guys, their stuff is fine. Like, they just couldn't get to it. So, like, the building that caught, that caught fire, like, some of the businesses were damaged and, like, lost everything. They were kind of on the other side of this building. Um so they they were kind of um, isolated from where the incident happened. So they actually, they're able to get all their stuff and get it out without any damage. I actually just found out today that they said, all our stuff is fine. We're going to, we're allowed to go back in today and get our stuff. It's been over a month. They've been trying to get into their stuff. They haven't, the city wouldn't let them in because there's like the whole like thing. Stuff? Well, no, no, there's like the FBI had to come in and like the FBI was doing an investigation because they were like investigating for arson and stuff. It's a whole thing, man. It's like. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, there's been Hoboken isn't, you know, has has a little bit of a sordid history when it comes to buildings catching on fire, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, there was there was talk that possibly there was some shisty stuff going on. But, you know, that's... Now when when you do play uh, live, do you have like a couple of songs that you really look forward to playing? Um. Yeah, pretty much anytime I can like squeeze in one of my songs <laughs> you know like i mean usually when i'm playing gigs at least this past year and a half or so i've been playing more just kind of cover gigs so it's you know it's you know bars and restaurants and just trying to play some background music so people can have a decent time and forget about you know this what we've been living through for the past year and a half and all right. that um, how many of your originals do you get to push get into that set you know it's this is the one thing that I found that I think is different than pre-pandemic because I think a lot of places are just happy to have people playing again and like bringing customers back and making people feel like things are okay again and all that. Um, so I have, I like, I'll, I, I gen, generally will play quite a few of my own tunes, like in a set. Usually if I'm playing a, like a two to three hour gig, I always, I, I get in at least 10, anywhere from 10 to maybe 15 of my songs. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. I mean, I try to like, you know, fill the mood out. Like if it's super dead in the beginning, then I'll play more of my stuff just because, you know, I want to like, if it's, if there's a lot of people there, I want to play songs that hopefully that, that they know and they want to hear. So I, I try to save covers and like, you know, sing along covers or whatever for when there's a lot of people, but if it's kind of like slower and, and, and chill or whatever, then I'll, 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 I'll rely heavily on my own stuff, you know, and I just kind of fill out the room and see like, what's a good time to play, you know, a love song or what's a good time to play like this kind of reggae fun song I have, or, you know, what, what is, what are some of the top covers that you do? 
Well, let's see. There's, you know, Wagon Wheel is always, you know, that's like a bane of a lot of musicians' existence. Um, <laughs> it's a staple. It's a staple. Um, I was, you know, I'd make jokes and just be like, uh, if, people, if people ask for a Wagon Wheel, I'm like, that's $50. So, <laughs> yeah. I have like a tip bucket out. I'm like, if fifty dollars, you can get wagon wheel. You can get, you know, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, whatever you want. Sweet Caroline. Uh, Sweet Caroline. Um, but yeah, like, so you know, I'm trying to think, like, what people usually require. I mean, it's weird. You know, I, I, for some reason, I remember like pre-pandemic getting yelled at a lot more by people in bars and restaurants, like to play certain things. Whereas since this has all happened and I've been, you know, been playing gigs since then, like it, that doesn't, that hasn't really happened. Like, I feel like people are genuinely just happy for anything that they're, they're getting. Like, Thank you so much for playing music. Yeah, for real, man. And like, honestly, you know, and you know, knock on wood, like I, you know, I hope it continues this way, but like people, every gig that I have played have been so, so generous that it's like, it's kind of it's like very humbling in a way, you know, I'm like, I'm just up here playing, you know, like, cover songs and just trying to like you know it's something that i love to do so it's you know obviously i'd rather play all my own stuff but you know i'm still gonna like you know entertain people with stuff they want to hear so like it's really like humbling and like um what's the word like uh, affirming to see people like that leave like I've, like people have been very generous and left me some really really like overly generous tips in the past year and a half like like ridiculous like i mean I'm talking like $50 spots, like a $50 tip for like, they were there for 10 minutes. And it's like, that's crazy. Like who does that? And pushing and, wagon wheel probably helps. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, but overall I've, I found that, I don't know if that's the same for every musicians or whatever, but I, I found at least for the stuff that I've been playing, people have been very generous and, and very well behaved. Do you know what I mean? Like for being cooped up for so long, you would think people would be like going crazy and, you know, especially Hoboken is kind of like, you know, got that a little bit of um, stereotype with the college town and all the bars and, you know, people getting loud and crazy and uh, all that. But yeah, generally people, you know, like knock on wood have been very, very generous, very, very nice. So I'm, I'm grateful for that for sure. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a nice, nice reminder that there's at least some sort of humanity left in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's, it really is. I mean, yeah, I don't I mean I don't know what I would have been doing. I mean, like, I, I, besides those gigs, I, I, you know, we'd have a couple Zoom meetings here and there with Pushcart every now and then. They, you know, check up with us on. Um, but besides those gigs, I was doing that, and I was doing like randomly from word of mouth. I was doing a couple. Uh, I did a few uh, like Zoom parties, which is strange too. Like birthday parties, like people somehow got my name and then they got my name and passed it on to another person and then they passed it on to another group and i ended up playing like a few birthday parties like just playing some songs like zoom parties for their, their like family members people that i never even knew it was bizarre but you know it was it was funny you see how much it meant to them like they they pay like they would pay me like they pay me pretty good just to put you know do a zoom party like i was on there for 15 20 minutes just singing you know dave matthews songs and whatnot you know and Gosh, if you could set up like 12 of those in a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to, you know, I was talking to my dad. He's like, you might have a business there. Maybe you could do that, you know, just, you know, just do Zoom parties all the time. I'm like, well, I don't I don't know that people are having Zoom parties every day. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. So I don't know how lucrative it would be. 
Maybe but, you could maybe you could create a video film thing that was very personalized that someone could just order. Yeah, you know, I have a, a friend, a musician guy that that was doing exactly that. He's like super way more um, kind of tech savvy and stuff than I am, and and like very more, very much more motivated. Like when the when the pandemic hit, like he went out and got a green screen and he was streaming like like three times a week and he was like had different backgrounds and he would play for like three hours in his basement and just like it was crazy he had a whole thing going on i was like i need to like, i was like i need to take a cue from him yeah. and do something like that but yeah we we went on pick we went and picked up uh box wine and chocolate so that was what <laughs> that was our go-to yeah that i mean I, I wasn't too far off i was like knob creek and like uh like ginger ale or something you know i was like <laughs> you know so. Yeah. Um, Rob, we thank you so much for being with us. I'm looking at the time and don't want to take too much more of yours. Um, we, so we just one more time, I want you to spell it out for people. People can find you on all the music platforms uh, under Rob Nicholas, right? Yeah. Under Rob Nicholas, uh, the name of my album is I'm Dreaming. But also if you want to see kind of like what gigs I have coming up or what's going on, I, you can check my website, which is just uh, www.robnicholasmusic.com. Um, so I, I usually post on there if I'm, you know, what gigs are coming up and whatnot. Um, and then uh, with Pushcart, if you're interested in finding out uh, about the children's theater that we work for, that I work for, that's just uh, www.pushcartplayers.org. And uh, you can find all the information, uh, you know, where we're, where we're going to be next and where we're touring and what what's going on in 2022 and can people follow you on instagram or Twitter? oh yeah yeah i mean if people after you know after this uh podcast if they if they find me that interesting they can totally go to instagram and uh come on people this is totally interesting it's so interesting i know i really want to just talk to you guys and find out more about you i don't you know it's like well we have two pugs <laughs> they one is snoring if you hear snoring <laughs> Um, um, I, you can, you I, can find out more about us at www.connorsmithmusicals.com and yeah. don't follow us because we don't know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're the lost minivan trying to find a destination. A destination. Well, so that's the best. Those are the best journeys, though, when you don't quite know exactly where you're going. The first the first year of 2020, I was teaching like about 35 classes a week online. Oh, wow. And like, we, we had to start putting our schedules up on the wall just so we could kind of see what our days were like. And we still kind of do that. And I, uh, and I still feel, I don't know how you guys feel, but I still feel like I'm in some sort of, uh, Ryan always wanted to go to the Mars One mission. Where like people are like trapped on Mars, trapped. living, living, <laughs> on yeah, Mars. living on Mars, but you can't leave. Well, guess what? <laughs> I feel like we are now prepping for Mars One. Right, right. <laughs> because I haven't been hugged by another individual outside of a few people in three years. Oh wow! Well, I'm sending an air hug to you right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> air hug. The song. <laughs> yeah, um, we we're. Matt has 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 been um, working for the same theater company for a couple years now. Well, twenty years. Yeah. But he's been uh, staff full time for a couple years. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I work uh, for an offshoot of the 
Arlington County here. So I've been working through the pandemic just here at my home office and via Zoom like everybody else. Um, yeah. But we've uh, written some stuff. We've written a few. Well, and would you believe this when when the pandemic sort of happened, Ryan, of course, was the only person allowed in the house. Uh -huh. Yeah. And we started doing the crossword puzzle together, like almost every single night. And Sudoku, yeah. Ryan was our uh, other brain when we were asked to do, we had to put together like this stupid, silly birthday video, remember? Mm -hmm. Ryan was the camera guy and helped to edit everything and became like our third. Um, we oh. Yeah, <laughs> he was our thruple. <laughs> nice. He was our our creative thruple to get some stuff done that we were doing and um, yeah, because I was furloughed. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, so if your theater company or your next album is looking for a blue Muppet <laughs> to sing Happy Birthday, we've got the video. We've two got we've yeah. got two videos for you. Um, oh, nice! I'm yeah, gonna, it's I... it's quite impressive. The 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 puppet actually moves. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's that's always something desired the, in a puppet. The puppet moves. And Stephen's uh, puppet voice is amazing. Stephen's a puppet voice, and I I sort of was the executive director. Yeah, was that is that what I was? I don't know. No, I don't think I was. Executive I think I was. Producer. I think I was like Mr. Herman, just sort of sitting there and acting like I was paying attention. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> nice. Hey, Rob, you, I know if I told this story. Um, SU people, but I had one crazy story before you go back to New Jersey. Uh huh. Well, he's already there. He's not. My my that. my father is an auction an uh, an auctioneer, and uh, Mr. Herman had passed away at some point. And um, anyways, uh -huh. they had gotten rid of his stuff. Anyways, so someone I don't know who it is goes to my father's auction to give him things to sell, and that's what my father does. He on consignment, you can sell things. Right. But my dad says, Matthew, I need you to sit down for a second. I said, okay. He said, this guy started throwing away stuff in the trash before he gave it to me. Well, you know what I did was I went over and, and wanted to see what he was throwing away. And he hands me this little blue um, grade book that was Mr. Herman's scene study grade book with what? with all four years i don't remember i don't think you guys were in it i think it stopped with the year what year did you did, were you were you in steven's year yeah 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 I don't, you were not there yet but it was so crazy to have like mr herman i don't even know if it's even legal like i might be arrested by bill barr i don't even know <laughs> well but if i do it's going to make a great movie um but it's so weird it's upstairs in my office i've got his little great book from scene study. And it would say like, Matt Connor, odd couple, B minus. <laughs> that's awesome. Isn't that crazy? That, yeah, that is a, that is a, uh, that's a, a total like strange, like weird little piece of history that. Well, how does that happen? Like all of a sudden it ends up at, at my dad's auction and then someone's throwing it. I mean, it's so random. It, it's super random. Yeah. Anyway, well, we love you so much. We're glad that you could join us. It was great to hear your voice. I love you guys too. I miss you guys. I would love, to, I would love to like be, you know, seeing you guys in, in person and hanging out as well. That would be. We should do that at some point. Yeah, man. Good talking to We're you. We're going to have the Connor and Smith podcast reunion TV show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. We will talk to you soon. I hope. Okay. 
All right, definitely. Thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I uh, I would love to do it again or just catch up any other time as well. Yeah, we can do that. I got your digits now. <laughs> All right, man. Be well. All right, Wait. talk soon. You guys be good. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much, Rob, for spending time with us. We loved catching up with you. It's like the time went by and it wasn't enough. Like we could have kept talking. Yeah. Um, we had such a great time and don't and be not a... enough of it. Exactly. Don't be a stranger. Although I know with uh, new parental duties, you're going to be pretty busy. But uh... <laughs> yeah, like so we'll see you soon. Yeah, like in 18 years. Yeah, we'll see you in another 15. Um. If you want to know more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Connor and Smith, again with an E-R. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It helps us out a lot. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. Please join the discussion on the Discord message board. Uh, The link is in the description. And also, please feel free to add some late 90s music to the Spotify playlist for season five. It is very, very uh, rewarding to listen to. Um, And it can be your soundtrack this spring and summer. Uh, A little throwback to the college days as we continue season five. It seems to be, I don't know, I don't know how long this season is going to be. We have a lot of peeps to talk to. The finale is not in sight. It's not in sight. It's a big hive. It is. There's a lot of bees in the hive. There's a lot of bees in the hive. Yeah. So we're just going to keep going. That's exactly right. We're so glad you've come along with the journey. And we will see you next week with another round of guests. Bye. Bye.